But we're so glad to have you here this morning. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me this morning. James chapter 5 and verse 15. I want to read this morning. I want to talk to you a few minutes this morning. Like I say, so glad to have every one of you here this morning. I want you to just jump in here and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Uh, the song that Amy's been singing for several weeks now is uh, This Is The Way I Fight My Battle. And I tell you what, we got to learn how to fight, and how to fight is press in, be determined. How can I be a winner? you got to be determined to be a winner. And if you're not determined, let me tell you one thing, somebody will walk over you, and somebody will defeat you. But I want you to know this morning, we got to learn how to fight our battles, and how to fight our battles is pressing in, praising the Lord. I mean praising the Lord. I'm talking about press in, move in. You might, your flesh might not feel like it, but I tell you what, you got to learn to press in and, and remove yourself because the Word talks about we need to lay aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us from what? Running the race, you know? So we need to get rid of these things that, that, are, that are holding us back from pressing in. But I want to talk to you this morning about breakthrough prayer. How many is ready for a breakthrough? I want to ask you again. How many is ready for a breakthrough? Amen. Amen. When you get ready for a breakthrough, you've got to be determined the breakthrough is mine. Okay? You just can't say it, but you've got to believe that you receive it. Amen? So I want to talk with you just a few minutes this morning about breakthrough prayer. And we're going to start here in James chapter 4, or 5, excuse me, and starting in verse 15. It says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Thank God for the forgiveness. I say thank God for the forgiveness. You know what? We got to understand that we've been forgiven. We don't have to walk around in shame and disappointment. We've been forgiven. And I'm glad God has forgiven us. Verse 16. It says, confess your faults one to another... And pray one for another that you may what? Be healed. You know what? There needs to be healing in the body of Christ. There needs to be some manifestation and some, and some prosperity saying, Hey, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about claiming the healing that is yours. Praise God. In verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray ye one for another that you can be healed. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man shall what? Availeth much. Okay, I want you to get a hold of this here. We got to, when we pray, we got to say results is coming. Not wait for it. You know, the word says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I understand that. But God is tired of us waiting. He's already accomplished it for us. We got to receive it. The day of Pentecost, I, I, I don't want to bust your bubble, but the day of Pentecost has already come. The Holy Spirit has done fail. We don't have to pray for it and say, Lord, send down your Holy Spirit. Let me tell you one thing. The Holy Spirit is already in the presence of us this morning. But he said in this passage of Scripture, I want to read you something right here. It says, from any, from any righteous man, preachers or otherwise, righteousness pertains to the fact that the faith of the effectual, fervent prayer of a right-standing person in Christ and the cross and the image of the cross. In other words, I'm standing in the image of the cross. What the cross did for me, it forgave me. 
And when it forgave me, it gave me the right so that I can have life and have it what? More abundantly. Amen. And I want you to know this morning, it's time for us to rake in some of the abundance. I was watching a little program the other night, and it, it was a, a Western show, and uh, they was there, they was playing cards. How many knows every Western show, they play cards and they drink beer? I mean, there's a saloon. Every Western show has got a saloon. I'm sorry, I like Westerns. But they was there at the saloon, and they was playing cards, and one of the guys, he kept winning the money, and the money pile got so big, he couldn't just reach out there, so he laid his hand over it, and he started raking it in. I'm telling you here this morning, there's what God wants us to do. He wants us to reach out there and start raking it in. Amen. The blessings of the Lord is upon every one of us. All we got to do is reach out there and start raking it in. Amen. But I want to talk to you this morning about the breakthrough of prayers. And I want to go on and read just a little bit further here. In verse, 18, in verse 17 it says, Elijah was a man subject to the to like passion as we are, just like human and be, human beings, just like you and I. But listen what it said here. And it says, And he prayed earnestly that it what? It might not rain. And it did and what happened? It rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now can you imagine the, the drought that was taking place right there? But you know what? The man of God prayed that it would not rain. And there's no respect to person with God. What God did for Elijah, God is able to do for us. Okay, when you pray against something, you've got to believe what you pray up against, it stops in its place. It has no more authority, it has no more power, it cannot move any further. Listen to what I'm fixing to say. If there's a situation in your life and you want it stopped, you pray, stop. You don't pray about it, you pray to it. Okay, because when you pray about something, you begin to try to figure out in your own intellect of your mind, how can I get rid of this? But when you pray to that circumstance or that situation, and you tell it to stop and move no further. In other words, it's got to stop where it's at. It cannot proceed any further to disrupt Glory, look what I'm going to tell you. It will not move any further and disrupt the plan that God has for your life. In other words, stop it in its tracks. Amen? If somebody comes to your property and begins to take something away from your property, what you're going to do? You're going to stop them. You're not going to say, well, when you get it, I'm going to shoot you on the way back out my driveway. No, you're not doing that. You stop them before they get any further. Okay. All right, in this situation right here, Elijah, he stopped the rain. Okay, but it turned around and God began to move upon him and he said, now I want you to go and pray that it rain. Now you say, Brother David, are we going back and forth? No, we're going in the mind of Christ. Glory to God. I'm, I'm created in him. Amen. I'm in Christ. I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. Let me tell you one thing. We got to get over the past. Y'all got to get this in your spirit, what the Lord's laid on. We got to get rid of the past. We got to get into the present and we got to get ready for the future because I believe we're in the rim of the, of the Bible right now that God is going to expediently begin to move things rapidly. And if you don't get in, you know what? You're going to miss out. Amen. But it goes on to this next verse here. I want, to, I want this to get really get deep in your spirit in this next verse here. And he prayed again. I want this to, something right here. When you pray one time, you need to go back and pray again. 
Why? Because the first time you might pray amiss. Why do you say this, Brother Dave? Because sometimes we allow feelings, we allow things that we see, obstacles that are in front of us, we begin to pray amiss. Well, if does God really hear me? How many's ever prayed and it just seemed like it bounced off the wall? It just ain't, you, nothing's happening. But understand this, as Elijah prayed for it not to rain, it didn't rain. But now God moved on him and he came back and he prayed again and the heavens gave what? It gave what? Did he pray for sunshine or did he pray for rain? He prayed for rain. Why? Because listen to what it said right here. And the earth brought forth what? Her what? Her fruit. It brought forth what was spoke to it. Y'all got to get this in your spirit. Whatever a man soweth, I mentioned this numerous of times, whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In other words, what happened, Elijah, he sowed rain. He sowed rain. It's going to rain. And let me tell you one thing. When it rained, what happened? It brought forth fruit. That means ready for fruit. You know, we, we supposed to bear much fruit, and I've heard a lot of preachers, they talk about, say, man, my church is full of a bunch of fruity people. Because they just, man, they grow it, and they, 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 they multiply, you know. And the Bible says we must bring forth what? Much fruit. Did y'all just hear me? Not just bring forth fruit, but we should bring forth much fruit. Do we need to get us a gambling table? Roll the dice? Throw the cards? No. We need to lay down, Brother David, and start bringing it in by the armfuls. That's the God that we are serving. We serve a God of more than enough. Not just enough to get us by, but God wants us to reach out there. Let me tell you one thing. If you want something in life real important, what do you do? You go for it. You make preparations, you, you, whatever the situation is, you said, I'm going to get this, I'm going to move forward, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get what God wants me to have. Amen? All right, I want us to turn back over here this morning. Let's go back to uh, Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Just keep in your spirit a breakthrough. A breakthrough. Man, I'm going to get a breakthrough. Man, something, promotion. I like what Brother Zach has started putting up here about promotions, checks in the mail, and all, all the, let me tell you one thing. You, a lot of people think about prosperity. You know, they think, well, just money. Let me tell you one thing. How many here this morning, your health, you need prosperity in your health? Amen? Every, I mean, there's several here this morning that say, Brother Dave, you know, I mean, and, and let me tell you one thing. God wants you to have a good health, your health to be good. Amen? And I tell you what, in prosperity, people say, well, well you want in prosperity, preachers. Yeah, I want us to prosper in every area. It's not just in the money, but it's in every area. Let me tell you one thing. We need to prosper in our spirit, soul, and bodies. Amen? I mean, we, there's all these things that we need to prosper in. But let's look here in Acts chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. 
And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take to take also, take Peter also. Then were the days of the unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, and and delivered him into four quarantines of soldiers to be to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without what. Y'all get this? This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. Man, when Amy started singing that song the first time, I said, man, that is, that is joyous right there. That's how we fight our battles. And understand this right here. I mean, without ceasing. In other words, there was prayer going up without ceasing. I'm not going to stop regardless. Nothing can disrupt me. Nothing can distract me. I'm going to pray through. Let me tell you one thing. This is how I fight my... I mean, that just last night, that song got in my spirit. I was reading up on some of this stuff. And man, it just kept turning over and over in my spirit. This is how I fight my battles. Amen. But I want you to know one thing right here. This, this situation that, that Peter was in, but now I want to read, go back to verse 5. Let me start back. Peter therefore was kept in the prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. For who? For Peter to be released. I want to ask you this morning. You don't have to raise your hand, but there's you here this morning that has situations, maybe family, maybe yourself. You need to be free. You need to be free. There's situations that has you bound down. But I want you to know this morning the church is praying. We have an intercessory prayer here every Sunday morning before service. There's intercessors coming in. We're praying for the body of Christ and you're part of the body of Christ. And how are we going to get released? The church, Brother David, has got to pray without ceasing. They got to be determined. And let me tell you one thing. I want to go back to this here this morning. If you're bound with any affliction, any of your family bound with any affliction, you need to begin to say, I'm going to fight my battle, and I'm not going to give up. Why? Because it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me say this this morning. There's a lot of times we feel like, what's the use? I've prayed, and there ain't no changes. Let me tell you one thing. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm telling you, don't give up this morning. Praise God. If, if I can say anything this morning to any of, the, any of this message this morning, don't give up. Keep pressing in. And let me tell you one thing. What's that? And don't give in. And let me say this right here. And don't give out. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would had brought him forth, now listen to this right here. The same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. One chain wasn't enough, they bound him with two chains. You know, uh, you know, used to you see movies and everything, they would have, you know, a, a chain and a ball on one leg, you know, and then they'd have a chain on their hand, maybe chained to another individual. But what happened right here, they bound him between two soldiers. Now listen to this. 
the soldiers wasn't enough, but they bound him with chains and hooked him up and had the soldiers guarding him on both sides. I want to tell you this morning, the enemy is sending out his imps to try to entangle you and chain you up and not allow you to press in. Try to get you discouraged. Well, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel. You know, let me tell you one thing. But it ain't by feelings. It's by faith. We always want to talk about, well, I don't feel the Lord. I don't feel and I don't feel. Let me tell you one thing. If you pray a little bit more, you might start feeling. Amen. I got one or two out of that bunch. Amen. But I'm saying this morning, prayer was made without ceasing. But understand this right here. They, they bound him between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. In other words, Herod wanted to make this sure that way after the, the, the unleavened and the Passover and, and all the ritual things got done, man, Peter was next. He was going to make an example out of Peter. And I want you to know this morning, the devil's trying to make a sport out of you. But let me tell you one thing. I serve a Jesus and hallelujah, he done went to hell and he made sport out of the devil himself. He didn't go down there ringing a bell and saying, is anybody home? He went down there and he says, I'm back. And he came back and he took back the keys. Amen. And let me tell you one thing. He gives us the keys to the kingdom. Y'all need to shout. Y'all need to praise the Lord. We got the keys to the kingdom. And Sister Dorothy said this morning, and we shall sit with him in heavenly places. Glory to God. We can sit with him in that heavenly place. Why? Because I got a key to the kingdom. I got right to go in to the kingdom. You know, we need, can I say this right here? We need to get the kingdom mentality. We don't need to have the worldly mentality, the hooked up with the world system. I was hearing Brother, uh, uh, a pastor this past week, Brother Bill Winston, on, on some of his programs, and he was talking about the, 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 the kingdom the kingdom connection. And uh, how many knows Jensen Franklin, uh, the kingdom connection? He, but he was, to, uh, Brother Winston was talking about the kingdom connection. He said the world, the church, has got the, how, how he was placing this. He said the world is looking at the church and seeing the prosperity of the, the ministry of the church today, how the prosperity of it is beginning to move rapidly. You know, used to all the church was in poverty. They'd have to take up two offerings and the preacher still wouldn't get but $10 for a whole service on Sunday. But now, they don't even have to take up an offering. They got people that just come in. Let me tell you one thing here. Several years ago, we used to take up offerings. But now we receive offerings. I don't think it's right to take nothing that no man's got. But I think it's right for a man to give what he wants to give to the kingdom. Amen. So that's why we have you to come forward to give to the kingdom. We don't want to come around here and take your $5 and you say, I've got to have $4 and change. Y'all don't shout me down now when I'm preaching good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we don't have no change. Whatever you put in there is ours. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm just picking with you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But let me, get, let me go on with this right here. They was bound with chains between the two, two, two soldiers and the, and the keepers of the door of the prison. In verse 7 it said, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise, up quickly. And his chains fell off from his what? From his hands. 
And the angel said unto him, Girt yourself, and bind on your sandals. And so he did, and he said unto him, Cast your garment about you, and follow me. In other words, take up your cross and follow me. That's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, you got to deny yourself, and you got to take up your cross, and you got to follow me. Right here, the angel of the Lord came to Peter, smote him on the side, told him to get up, put his sandals on, put your garment around you. He said, and follow me, we're getting out of here. Y'all got to get that. You want to stay where you're at or you want to get out? You want to stay where you're at or you want to get out? I'm talking about praying and breaking through this thing. There's some things that needs to break through. And how can I break? Let me tell you one thing. I can get this oil. We got two bottles of oil up here, different fragrance or whatever whatever you prefer, you know. But we can, we can pour this oil on you and we can lay hands on you. But until you want the breakthrough, I could have a pumping station up here and it wouldn't do a bit of good. But until you're ready for that breakthrough and you step out and say, hey, I've had this long enough, praise God. Can you imagine? I want you to think about this now. I'm gonna, my time's getting away from me. But I want you to think about this. Here, I want you to, to understand this. James has already been killed. All right, Peter was next on the list. Do you think if somebody come and got you out of jail, busted you out of jail, because you was going to get hanged the next day, you'd say, oh, I don't really think they're going to hang me. I'll just wait it out. <laughs> How many of y'all would wait it out? How many would take their chance? You would say, open the door, boy, I'm right behind you. So when the angel of the Lord came down there, let me tell you one thing. I mean, I want, I'm going to read this on here just a little bit here because I want, you, I want this to get in your spirit. And let me, let me go on and read this in verse 10. It says, And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leads unto the city, which opened to them of what? His own cord, his own accord. In other words, his own belief, his own faith. But now listen to this right here. Woo, glory to God. It's fixing good. And, and they went out and passed through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Now listen to this next part right here. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angels and has delivered me out of the hands of Herod. In other words, I know the Lord has done it. Glory to God. Let me tell you one thing. He didn't look around there for no, no foul. There wasn't no old rasp there. There wasn't no brothers and sisters. There wasn't no, uh, what you call it, a, a, a chisel and a hammer. He, lit, he didn't look around there. Let me tell you one thing. The angel of the Lord came there and he broke the chains. We got, this is what I want you to get out of this little bit right, right here that I'm trying to explain to you. Within your powers, it cannot be done. But the impossible, when you begin to trust God, all things begin to be possible. Right here, I mean, we, we think of this story and we, we think, and here Peter, he got to himself and, and, I mean, he realized, man, God sent an angel down here. I was, I want this to get in your spirit. You are important enough that God is personally going to send you an angel. Okay? Every one of you has angels already. Do you know that? You got guardian angels. Don't you know that? 
You got to dispatch them, the angels. You got to tell them. I ain't talking about they just up there flopping their wings, you know, all this kind of, you know, what people say, they flopping their wings. Let me tell you one thing. They ain't got wings. They just say where they want to go, they move, they go, they be wherever they want. But this is what I want to tell you. God, your angel, you got to dispatch your angel to go before you. Send that angel out and say, okay, there's a situation here. Understand this right here. The angel of the Lord, God sent this angel to Peter to break those chains. There, there we go. This is warring those that will fight for you and those that will fight with you. As this took place right here, as that angel came forth, and it goes down to this person that, that I want to explain to you in this next verse here in verse 12. Listen to what it said. And when he had considered the things, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together doing what? This is how I fight my battles. 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 It may look like you're surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. Glory to God. I'm talking about getting to a place where, man, you feel sometimes, you know, like the devil's trying to come in on you. But let me tell you one thing. God says he would raise up a standard. Amen. Let me tell you one thing. The blood's been applied. The devil can't come past the blood. I say the devil can't come past the blood. Praise God. If there is any affliction in you this morning, if there is any disappointment in you this morning, you need to stand and you need to proclaim, this is how I fight my battles. I'll be just like the church. I will pray and I will believe that something is going to happen and it will change the situation. It will change. I'm determined. I'm determined. I'm determined. I'm determined. Mrs. Teresa had a situation a few weeks ago praying about. And the enemy was trying to disrupt the plan of God. But we, what we did, we come together and we agreed that the devil couldn't come and destroy what God has said he was going to do. We stood on God's word. We stood on God's word. You know what we did? We didn't have grape juice. We didn't have the wafer cracker and all that. We got some light bread and some water at our kitchen sink. Brother Greg, we sat there on there and we started breaking bread with one another. We started praying God's word over the situation. You know what? In about two days, the situation changed. Why? Because we prayed and we believed and we did not stop believing. You got to press in. This is how I fight my battles. Amy, I asked her this morning, I said, are you going to sing that? She said, I'm going to sing it first. I said, you're going to sing it last too. <laughs> Amen. Because I want you to understand, when you want to be a winner, you got to fight for what is rightfully yours. The devil's not going to back up. He's not going to lay down. He's not going to take it easy. He's not going to take it lightly. He's going to come with you with everything that he's got to throw against you and try to disrupt, but you need to stand up and say, hey, this is how I fight my battles. Amen? I'm going to stand on the Word of God, not by might nor by power, but it's by His Spirit. I'm going to fight this battle, and you know what, devil? I've already been a winner. I've already been declared a winner. This morning, you need to tell yourself, say, self, I declare myself as a winner. 
I declare it. So I want you to say that where you, can I say this before you say it again? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. I declare myself as a winner. Say that over to yourself. I declare myself as a winner. What you're doing, now faith come by here. I just heard myself, I can be a winner. I'm not a loser. How can you be a loser when you're on the winning team? Amen? I would say something about our sports, but I don't think it's right to say anything about the sports. But we're, we're, we're in a game. We're in a game. I'm going to close with this right here. We're in a game. The enemy, we, we look at circumstance, we look at him as the principality of the air, the ruler of darkness. And we think all power is given to him. Okay? But I'm understanding here in the word of God, when we become God's children, he says over in Acts chapter 1 starting in verse 8, it says, and you shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Okay, what he's saying right there, I delegate, I delegate the power to you, from me to you now, and I select you as a powerful leader. In other words, releasing power, Brother David, you have the power of God now. That was delegated. I gave it to you. In other words, when you take that power, you've got to know what to do with that power. What does the Word talk about? Oh, I could just keep going this morning. What does the Word talk about the whole armor of God? He said, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be what? Be able to what? With what? Withstand what? All the, the attacks, I'm breaking this down, all the attacks that the enemy tried to bring against you I want you to be able to withstand against the power of darkness and those wicked spirits. But let me tell you one thing. We got the authority. Why? Because we got to pray. And when we pray, we got to do what? We got to believe. I want, I want this to get in your spirit. Oh, I got so much I want, I want to bring to you here this morning. Let me... Let me back up just a second. I want to give you something right here. As this passage, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to move forward just a little bit here. As this passage, it comes on to uh, verse 16. Let me, let me skip here. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were what? Astonished. And he beckoned unto them with a hand to hold their peace, declaring to them how the Lord had brought him, and I listen to this right here, how the Lord had brought him where? Out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to thy brethren. Now listen. And he departed and went into another place. Now I want this to get in your spirit this morning. We need to show and we need to let people know of the evidence. Why are you saying this brother Dave? Reason being. I want to say this right here. Signs shall follow those that believe. Evidence shall follow those that believe. I don't have time to come to all of it. But I want, I want to bring this out. And then I, I will close. And all of this array that took place right here. When the church was praying. They was praying for a release. 
Okay, listen to this. When you pray for results, when results begins to take place, don't put something else in its place. Does that make sense? I mean, this is from the Lord. When you begin to pray and get a breakthrough, don't, the, what the victory is there, don't put something else, another problem in its place. Y'all ought to shout about that. Because a lot of times we, we ourselves in the human nature, we allow other things. Let me tell you one thing. You don't got one problem, you have a lot of problems. But God is a problem solver. When he does one, what you do, you move the other one up there. In other words, he says, that's nothing to me. What's next? You know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, 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 the, uh, what's that little cartoon? Uh, is that all you got? The Grinch. Y'all remember the Grinch, the little dog that pulled the little sleigh? Man, he had that, that slave loaded down with all those toys and everything, and he was whipping that dog, and that dog couldn't, couldn't move or anything. And he finally, he said, is that all you got? And let me tell you one thing, when he hit that little puppy with that little old bitty string of that wheel, let me tell you one thing, that little puppy showed him what he had. He started moving. I'm like this, do we need to tell the devil, devil, is that all you got? That, that don't even mount up to anything with what my God can do. My God, let me tell you one thing. Sister Dorothy mentioned this morning about Noah and the ark. My God instructed a man to build an ark. That the earth had never seen rain before. They had humidity and everything, and it took care of everything of the earth. The people had never seen anything fall from the sky, and he was talking about it was going to be rain. It's going to come from the cloud. Man, they'd never even seen a cloud. But they, God instilled in him to build an ark and his family and they came together and it, and it was a great study that she done this morning. But what, it, what the point of it was that his family was saved. This is how I fight my battle. There was so much disruption going on. We've never seen anything like this. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to keep building because God instructed me. He gave me orders to build it because it's going to rain. We ain't never seen a cloud. What's, how's it going to fall? Just going to fall out of the sky? This is how I fight my battles. Moses kept on. He kept on. Noah kept on building the ark. He kept on building the ark. He kept on building the ark. He kept on building the ark. What the Bible said? They was eating and drinking and being merry. They was having a good time. Brother Tex, it ain't going to rain, man. We just, that bunch over there, they're going to be lost. What are they going to do with that big old boat? I mean, what are they going to do with that, bit, that construction that they're building over there? It's going to deliver them. What y'all going to do with that Jesus y'all call that's able to supply your needs according to his riches and glory? What y'all going to do with that Jesus that by his strife you are healed? What y'all going to do with that Jesus that said that he would prosper you and you can be in good health, hallelujah, even as your soul prospers? What are you going to do with that Jesus that by those stripes, hallelujah, that every disease and every affliction has already been healed? What are you going to do with that Jesus that raised up from the dead? What are you going to do with that Jesus that says he's going to come back again? What are you going to do? See, that's the way the world is. That's the way they fight their battles in defeat and frustration and saying there's not going to come to pass. But this is the way I fight my battles. 
I do like the church. I pray without ceasing. I'm determined. I'm ter- determined for my family. I'll close with this. I had a, a, a family member of ours passed away yesterday, an elderly guy. He's one of my older cousins. He passed away. His dad was a, a deacon in the church as long as I can remember. My uncle was a deacon in the church, and when we got married, I mean, he, he, was, he was really an asset to our ministry. He prayed with us a lot. Sister Teresa, we'd go over to my dad's, and he would be out in his garden. He done got old and wasn't able to get around, but he'd be on a bucket out in his garden. Brother Tex, he'd move that bucket, and he'd sit on that bucket and pull weeds, and he'd sit on that bucket and pick peas and butter beans or whatever. But you could walk out into that field, and you could get out there and start talking, and next thing you know, he'd be, be speaking in tongues and lifting his hands and praying. He'd, he'd always say, pray for my family. Because his family was scattered abroad in different situations. But you know what he did? He would fight his battles. Why? Because he kept praying and he kept interceding for his family. One of his sons passed away yesterday. And some, some people were saying some negativity about his actions and some words that he has said. And some things that he may have been doing. And I spoke to him. I said, you don't know. I said, whatever he's done. I said, God is a God of forgiveness. I said, his last breath, his last opportunity, I said, you never know what was going on in his mind. And I told him, and I said, those habits and those situations, those words or whatever, they, they're not going to keep you out of heaven. I said, but you not receiving Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, that's what keeps you out of heaven. Why? Because I sat there and I listened yesterday. And I thought about my uncle numerous times sitting on that bucket calling his kids name by name. And he said, I'm on the intercede. He said, I'm praying to God that every one of them makes it into heaven. Yesterday when that cousin of mine stepped out, I have no shadow of a doubt that that dad's prayers, they were answered. And that inkling and a twinkling of an eye when he was snatched down into eternity, I believe he had an opportunity to make everything right. Why, Brother Dave? Because his dad fought his battles. He said, I want to be saved and I want my household to be saved. People, that's how we fight our battles. That's how we fight our battles. It may look like we're surrounded by every situation, but I want you to know this morning we're surrounded by him, Sister Amy. We're surrounded by him. I want to come back to this here next Sunday morning. I know next Sunday morning is Father's Day, but I think the fathers need to hear what I've got to say on this next part of this because I tell you what, the fathers, we're the backbone of our church. We're the backbone of our families. We need to stand our grounds. We need to take the liberty that God has given us as the leaders. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? At closing this morning, I want to give anybody an opportunity. If you need special prayer, anybody need special prayer this morning before we dismiss. Like I say, we got some people traveling today coming in. Let's remember them. Also, Sister Pam uh, uh, Thompson, she, uh, she's not feeling good. She's got some infection this morning. Let's lift her up. Amen. But you know what? How things change, we believe when we pray. We believe when we pray. When we just ask, Brother David, we just believe it. It's done. Same way, uh, it's like this morning. My wife last night started cooking. This morning she got up and was finishing some of her cooking and different things. Ashley come down, helped her do some things, finishing up as we left. And But, you know, what it is, the finishing touch 
is we got to get home and sit at the table and sit down. That's the finishing touch. I'm saying all that to say this right here. We got to commit to God and say, God, this is how I'm going to fight my battles. I'm going to fight it with you. I'm determined, whatever's going on in my family, whatever's going on in my life, Lord, I'm determined I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to stand my ground. No matter what has happened, no matter what is going on right now, I know, Lord, when I begin to determine in my spirit, man, that you're with me, you're not against me, you're with me, I'm going to overcome this. How many is ready to be overcomers? Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. Father, I pray that you just, just bathe everyone that is here this morning in your love and your compassion. Lord, but most of all in your strength. Lord, the strength that you've given us, Lord, to overcome the obstacle. Lord, to withstand anything the enemy tries to bring against us. Lord, we're able to withstand it. And your word says no matter what he brings against us, it will not prosper. It will fall to the ground. And I speak this morning in the prosperity areas of our bodies and our finances and our families and our church and the body of Christ itself. Lord, I speak the word of prosperity. I speak the blessings, Lord. And every everyone that is here this morning and every family member that is represented here this morning, Lord, I speak salvation. I speak the plan of salvation in their hearts and in their lives, Lord. Nothing broken and nothing missing, Lord. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that they can claim life and they can claim it and have it more abundantly, Lord. The abundance of the rain, Lord. Hallelujah. It's time for the rain, Lord. I say it's time for the rain, Lord, to fall upon your people, Lord. Lord, and they can in, in lift up and worship you and adore you for the presence of Almighty God. Lord, you're worthy this morning, Lord. Lord, I speak all of this in your name this morning. And as we depart from this place, Lord, we're not departing from your presence, but Lord, we're departing from this sanctuary, Lord, in the fellowship of your people. But as we go, Lord, you go with us, you strengthen us, you love us this morning, Lord, with that agape love. Father, bless everybody here in your mighty name. We praise you, honor you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.